Hey, good people, this is your N.I. Dom, back with another reflection. And this is a personal journal for contemplative people looking to think, grow, and have impact in the world. So, hey, I am sitting with um, a lot of abstraction. And a hunger. <laughs> I was going to say desire, but I feel like desire would be more specific. And I don't have an object for desire. But I have this feeling of hunger. A need. And maybe I can't transfer that into a desire because I'm in the midst of abstraction. I'm not sure. So so that is actually where I'm starting. I have been taking in a lot of um, content that would be otherworldly. I'm going to call it otherworldly content. I want to process that, but I have no idea where I would begin or what I would even want to say. Because I think I'm still in the midst of, I think because I'm taking it in, I haven't really had any dis, any distance from it yet. So for my introverted intuition to organize it in any fashion, I'm sure she's working. <laughs> but um, I haven't had distance from it to see, you know, what, what she's coming up with. I'm personifying her as female too. So that's uh, something that I've been doing. It's like I said, taking in a lot of otherworldly content that I had I don't yet have distance with. I'm really, 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 really struggling with my job, and it's a struggle that is intriguing me because on so many levels it doesn't have to be a struggle. I think the struggle is me. I'm making it a struggle. I think someone else in this exact position with these exact set of circumstances would not be struggling. So the struggle is personal to me. And that's intriguing, right? I kind of want to get inside of that. Um, I think this is connected to this otherworldly piece, um, but I'm not sure how that, um, just thinking a lot about the human experience. I would call it the human project, but I'm not sure if I'm ready to make that claim, even if it's an imaginative one. So I'm going to say the human experience. Or even more broad, broadly speaking, what does it mean to be alive? And that's complicated because... 
it's hard for me to talk about what does it mean to be alive without being able to say what is reality like being alive inside of what right like i i'm at a place now where life in and of itself isn't it's not comprehensive anymore for me that i can remember a time when it was just about life whatever life human life plant life but life and now i'm saying life inside of what well because we know life <sighs> What do you contrast that against? Living, non-living. Well, what's, okay, here it is. What is the non-living component of life? So we think about, I'm like, well, maybe material objects, but what is the, okay. (laughs) I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to fall into a rabbit hole here, but we'll see. What is the non-living non-material part of life I don't have an answer I'm just excited that I found those words (laughs) so that's kind of on my mind and interesting I'm also thinking and I did a reflection on this um, somewhere around March or April maybe May but in the spring of last year about space-time and how we're in this four-dimensional realm and that every possible experience that we ever had already exists somewhere in the space-time cube. Um, you guys, I didn't turn off my phone, so my for a reason because I'll explain that when I do housekeeping. I'm gonna try to do some housekeeping for you all. Um, I think I want to say a cube. I have to go back and listen to that reflection. It's not my area. It's not. I always talk about Myers Briggs not being my expertise, but I know I'm, I know enough about it to talk about it. But when it comes to quantum physics, what's so interesting is that it's another fascination of mine, but not so much where I have like taken notes. It's like um, I don't even know if I would say I have truly studied quantum physics. I think in the past I've said that. I've spent a lot of time in it, though. So if I wasn't studying it, <laughs> what have I been doing when I consume it? Because I'm, I'm in another... When I get to being in this otherworldly space, that's what takes me into quantum physics. So quantum physics usually satisfies a curiosity in me. Maybe, Maybe that's... I don't think that's the hunger I'm talking about, but I think it is a type of hunger to know beyond what is knowable. Does that make sense? To know beyond what is knowable. Um, so I know quantum physics. So if someone else has the expertise and they're talking, I can follow it. Like there was some content I took in yesterday 
and they had different terminology. But when I was listening to it, I said, well, you're using different words, but I know that in this, with these words over here. So I think there's, how about this? There are principles of quantum theory that I know the principles of. But don't get me to try to start talking about it. Cause, I mean, I'll try, but you'll be just, you'll just shake your head like, just don't. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway uh, but if you talk about like the space time and this, I think it's a cube. Like my, there's this thing I have in my head about, you know, everything that could exist already exists in the space time cube. We're just experiencing it at different times. But it's already there. It's not really created. It's experienced. That's a theory. I'm not gonna say I wanna say it's my theory. It's not completely mine. I'm come that's a combination of all the stuff that I've taken in. But I don't even know if, if, if the way I said it is exactly right. So I just want to call it my theory, right? <laughs> so but then there's another theory around consciousness. That consciousness, we're conscious, right? It looks like we're conscious. As though our consciousness is ours. But there's a theory that would say our consciousness, we're just tapped into a consciousness. It might seem like it's our consciousness, but it's not. We're tapped into a larger consciousness. And for some reason, I want to say the consciousness is outside of the mind. Because the mind is channeled through the brain. I guess. And the brain becomes like this projector or this conduit. This USB cord, if you will. This wireless cord <laughs> to a larger consciousness. And through this idea of consciousness, we are creating and co-creating reality. So that theory kind of contradicts this other theory that I have about everything already exists. We're not creating it. Right? I don't know. Those are two viable theories. And I can sit in both of those and go, oh, that's so good. But when you put them side by side, you're like, what? <laughs> so anywho. I'm going to say that I am going to do my disclaimers, y'all. A plan on it. Because I'm not in season four yet, by, by, the, by the way. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. Let me just say one more. Let me preface this reflection with one more thing. I, I just hit the pause button because I needed to find some words. Uh, there's a sensation that's on me. Um, and I just like I needed some words to try to access, to try to express out what the sensation is. And I think that sensation is about, or that that sensation is about, did I just say that? Um, really just not being plugged in. I don't feel like I'm plugged in. Yet I'm trying to be plugged in. I feel like being plugged in 
would just make things easier. But what I think is happening is I think I'm making things worse by trying to plug in. And I should be okay with not being plugged in. So the question is, why am I trying to plug in? <laughs> You're like, what are you talking about? You're in IDOM. What does that mean to be plugged in? And what I, I think is, you know, I did a, I did a reflection. I, I, I did a reflection a year ago, um, in this project. I don't know the name of it, but I just recently listened to it. And there was a guy who was talking about, you know what? That's not true. That is not true. It's on my YouTube channel. I don't know which reflection it is. It's one of the earlier ones. Um, I don't have that many. I think I have nine YouTube reflections, by the way. So it's in the, it's, it's not, it might be the third one. But anyway, there's this guy who talked about what it would be like for INFJs. What it's like for INFJs to live in an SF world or SJ world. What it's like for for INFJs to live in an SJ world. Yeah, SJ. And most of what he was talking about, I could relate to as an, most of the struggle and the tensions he talked about, I could relate to as an INTJ. So I think most of the struggles he was focusing on for the INFJ was probably around the introverted intuition, more than likely. I mean, I would, I would imagine that. Anywho, the point that why I bring that up is because in this, in his reflect, in his reflection, if, I don't know if he would call it a reflection, but in his video content, he's making this case that SJs make up the world. The world that we live in is an SJ world, for the most part. What we consider reality is defined by SJs. And we, that's, and if you are an SJ, you don't look at it in that way. This is just reality. This is just the world. This is how it is. This is what it means to be alive in it. But in this particular content, he talks about not, not the reflection I put on YouTube. He's just talking about how that is not the case for an INFJ. And as an INTJ, I can relate to that. And I, I don't really linger in that reflection the way I want. I wanted to, I remember doing that reflection and I wanted to linger in that idea of what it's like to be an INTJ living in a re, in a world where reality is defined by an SJ. I touch on it. I tickle it a little bit, but I don't, I don't get inside of it. But I bring that up here because I think that is what I mean when I say plugged in, I'm trying to plug into an SJ reality. Because to me, as an INTJ, TE being like, let's be effective, let's be efficient, let's just get it, like, let's do it well. You got to do this thing, right? I got to live inside of this SJ world, the world that this, these SJs have defined. 
how much energy am I going to spend on fighting it? Right? And here's a better question. Do I want to do that? Like, because I can see some INTJs being enticed by the SJ world and trying to refine it. Trying to refine it, trying to disrupt it, trying to, you get what I'm saying? Like, that could be their thing that they want to mastermind. I get that. But it's not mine. Like, I am not, I have something else that I want to mastermind or that I, yeah, that I do. And I, and I, and I try to find pockets of time now to, to mastermind it. And the more I, and I've said this many times with, you know, if you're following this project, this is something I'm on repeat and saying. The more secure I get, the more I get back on my feet from being in that place where I was completely structurally insecure. So the more I get, I regain structural security, the less time I have to do the, the masterminding. And this is the par- this is the, this is this is the parallel here because I'm. Um, I don't want to say it. I'm masterminding something that is not. In, I don't really care about the SJ world. If I had it my way, I'd just like whatever. But it, to not care about the SJ world and to not invest in it is destabilizing because security is controlled and defined by an SJ reality for the most part, right? Not to say that they're the only people in the world, right? But they, I think they make up a, I think they're 40%. I think they're the largest chunk. And I think of, when I think about other types who don't disrupt, they reify that. They reify, they reinforce the SJ reality. I think it's 40%. So, anywho. So, if you're not invested in that, it's destabilizing. Because everything, everything is in terms of structural security, it's plugged into some kind of SJ, SJ principles, SJ mandates. I think this is one of the reasons why I'm attracted to, well, my ex was an SJ. Made life easy for me. You'll keep us plugged in. You'll keep us anchored, and then I can float. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to float. <laughs> And it drove my ex crazy. My ex wanted to be able to, me to be plugged in right along for both of us to be plugged in. <laughs> so <laughs> I can I can just only imagine how frustrating that could have been. But that's the truth. And I resented having to become an SJ actor. And I did. I mean, I can. I can, like I said, I'm plugged into the SJ realities, but then I'm not getting anything then. Like I'm, I don't get pleasure out of doing this. So what is, well, then where's my pleasure going to come from? So that's a whole separate conversation. I don't want to, I don't want, I'm just more, I want to say to that, but then I will definitely never 
save my disclaimers. If you're new here and you're like, when are you going to say the disclaimers? I do plan on still saying them. I'm, I'm late. I know that. If you need to get to it now, you can go to my website at yournidom.wordpress.com, okay? All right, so just hang in there if you can. So I think that is what I mean by being plugged in. The more I'm plugged in, I'm plugged into this SJ reality, the less time I have to do the mastermind and the things that I'm excited about. And I keep trying to like, like crack the code. Or create a hack like I can just get it just right. I'm gonna get it just right, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna lock it in. And I tried to. I, this reflection was horrible, and I was so excited about doing it, but it was horrible. I need to come back and try to do it again. It's the one I did on um, Apollo 13. I don't think I called it Apollo 13, but I was trying to use Apollo 13, that mission into space, as a metaphor. I love it. I love the story. Of course, I got introduced to it through the movie that I've watched a thousand times. And when I went to do that reflection, I had to do some research. And of course, the movie took some liberties, right? So then I had to like look, look at what was what actually happened with that mission versus how it was traumatized to the movie. But one of the things I remember being true is like they had to calculate their re-entry. And they had to maneuver their re-entry back to space, back to Earth without having the technology that they were supposed to have to do their calculations and all of that to guide their navigation system. Now, I don't know if this part was dramatized, if this... This part of the movie is what actually happened. I do know for a fact that they had to uh, be very creative to get back into Earth, to come back to Earth atmosphere to land because their navigation device was destroyed. But in the movie, <laughs> they used a window to, they calculated that if they saw the moon or Earth and at a certain angle, then that was going to get them, that was going to, help them in their re-entry but they had to get it just right that position just right and then they locked it in and once once they got it just right then they locked it they came in again i don't know if that part is true but let's just go with it as a metaphor that's what i've been trying to do i've been trying to get the angle my position in this sj world just right i gotta do it Right, I don't pleasure it. It's a burden to me. The SJ SJ world is a burden to me, but I gotta do it. All right, so let me do it. Let me figure out how to hack this system so I can put the least amount of energy in it as necessary. Find that right angle, lock it in. Then that baby's on cruise control, and then I can spend whatever time is remaining on the things that I pleasure. And there are two problems with that, and I think I'm gonna try to move somewhere else after this. I was gonna say I'm gonna try to close, but I'm like, I'm not ready to close. Darn it. I have 30 something minutes left. I have 30 minutes left. 
the two problems with this idea that I'm going to hack this SJ world as an NI Dom so that I can lock it in, be on cruise control, and spend the rest of this time being um, in my happy, if you will, pleasuring, <laughs> pleasuring myself. <laughs> you guys know what I'm saying, though, but I thought it was funny. I had to say it. I'm not talking about that, but I wanted to say it. I'm not this. None, nonetheless, because I thought it's funny. And, um, anywho, <laughs> um, so two problems with that is this. Number one, I can't find the code. I can't find the code to hack. And I think that there's some complications. And I've done a couple of, um, while I've been on break, I've been playing around with this. I've been really, Trying to, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about the tension between being a social self-preservation eight, right? Because those two uh, survival instincts are at odds in in how I'm trying to hack the SJ world. Now, I didn't. This is the first time I'm connecting the social self-preservation tension with this idea of the SJ world, but really, they fit perfectly together. Um, so I can't find a hack to lock it in. So that's one problem. And the other problem, and this is what I told a coworker yesterday because there are some positions open and, uh, there are some leadership positions open in the organization I work for. People are having conversations. Are you going to apply? Are you going to apply for that? Or, you know. And, um, she said, my coworker said, the reason why she doesn't want to apply for it is because she finally has, she has a job. It's a sweet spot for her. She can make the money she's making. She has security and then she can go home and play. And right now playing for her, I mean, she really, and she's an SJ, how about that? <laughs> and she's dating and she's, I don't know why she hasn't dated in the past, but she's dating now and she's having fun. I mean, I have to hear the chronicles of her dating life every day and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> and I'm, I don't say, oh my God, like, it is a lot. But it is what, you know, I'm, one of the things I've learned is like, this is just what the lady wants to talk about. I'm not going to spend a lot of time in it, but if you give me a couple of minutes and it, but it, how she approaches that, it, it is a little bit exhausting. Like, oh my gosh, she could be doing this a lot differently, but then, hey, who am I to tell? I'm not dating at all. So I really, so, so I really should just shut up, right? Okay. But anywho, but she doesn't want to apply for a new job uh, because she doesn't want her life to be about the job. And what I told her this week is I said, I, I try to believe that to be true for myself. So my 20s and my 30s and the start of my 40s, uh, maybe up to half of my was about the start of my 40s been about my career and uh, 
And for the most part, what I was masterminding was located inside of my career for the most part. For the most part, not a job, but a career, like just my vocation. And um, and then I was like, and then I didn't have time to do other things, right? And I look at my nieces and I'm like, I miss that. I, a lot of times I feel like I miss just, I, w- I made sure I was there on big events, but I didn't get a chance to be a part of the little events. I be- I was a part of all their big events, but not their little events. And that feels like a loss for me, right? Because life is about more than more. Life is really about the small events more than it is about the big events. And I missed out on that. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a job. It's not going to be consuming. And then I'm going to be able to have time to be a part of the little events. Whether it's my nieces or my friends or. But I don't value the SJ world. (laughs) So when I'm not working, I'm bored. I try to go out and talk to people. And this is the difference between me and other INFJs. Like INFJs, like, I don't like small talk. I get that. I could think about the lady in my office, right? Oh, my God. But for the most part, If I don't have that small talk, I'm not going to be talking to people at all. Because at least with some, I shouldn't say small talk. You know what? I think oftentimes I conflate small talk with getting to know you banter. I conflate those two. You know what? I'm having a breakthrough right now. Because I've always unconsciously conflated those two. Which has made me talking about this. Not difficult, but I was like, I'm different. No. If we're talking about small talk with people that we know, hell no, I'm not going to do that. I always thought, like, I can do small talk. What I'm talking about that I can do is I can do a get to know you banter. And that's small talk to me. Except even then I try to, like, make it deep. But I'm like, you don't want to go deep. And I'm getting to know you. Because I know we use the term fishing in a different way, but it's like me trying to discover. It's a discovery process. Are you? Is there something in? Is there something in your world in your mind that I want more of? And I'm using that small talk, that initial getting getting to know you banter, as a discovery process. There's no way, no way under under God's green earth. I don't know why we use that expression, but anyway, you get what I'm saying. There's no way I'm going to be in an extended relationship with somebody doing small talk. I even told the lady at my job, like, yo, wait a minute. I can do this, but sometimes you're going to have to come into my space and my mind. And you should see her now. She's really, you should see when she really tries. (laughs) She can't do it for a long period of time. She suffers. It's sufferable for her. We both suffer in trying to be kind to each other, right? It's it's kind of cute. But um, I just... I don't have it. I'm not interested. I'm not, I am not interested in those conversations. And I know I've been saying, where are my people? I'm starting to start, I'm starting to worry. What if I don't have any? I think they are out there. I have a few people who listen to this podcast on a regular basis. If nobody else, you're my people. 
but we're probably all across. I'm looking at the countries that where you guys are coming from, these different countries from all across the globe. I have to put the the, uh, the different countries that are represented in the downloads on my website. It's really impressive, you guys. I'm talking to people all across the globe. This is super fascinating. But you know what it also means is that we'll never be in the same space together. <laughs> right? The best I'm going to have a con- connection with you is if you send me a message, right? But I believe you're my people. If you can listen to this on a regular basis, then you, there's something about what I want to talk about that's interesting to you. Not a lot of you, but it doesn't matter, right? I had a guy friend of mine who made this argument because I was like, I'm, this is before I started thinking being rare as an INTJ. It was just like, I just knew I wasn't connecting. I'm like, I don't know. And he was like, you don't need a lot of people, but look at how many people inhabit the earth. How many people would you need to really feel like you had a community? Maybe three. I had a three solid people. I'd be content. He was like, well, clearly there are three people out in the world that would get you. You just got to find them. But you guys, that sounds easier than it actually is. So this idea of finding this, finding my way and hacking the SJ reality and locking it in so that I can play. Well, I love my, I love my work and that fulfills me intellectually. And when it's, when the work is, it's, it, it is intellectually fulfilling. I, I feel like a job right now that it is actually into, it's not fulfilling, it's intellectually stimulating. But it's also emotionally unnerving just because of the amount of ineffectiveness that's located in that organization. Just a lot of waste. And that is, sends me into an emotional like, ugh. It, it's like, oh my God, I don't even want to deal with that. But I have to. It's my job. And I'm struggling there. I really, really am struggling for that reason. But other than that, it is intellectually stimulating because I'm still trying to process like what we could do to clean this up. How could we right the ship? How can, and how can I strategize and put myself in the right position? And I'm doing a lot of trial and error. I'm doing a lot of risk taking. I'm doing, I'm bumping my head. I mean, yes. And I think this is actually helping me to build some muscle for the future. I told myself I was getting on the elevator. I'm like, this may not feel good, but you're going to look back on this time and be thankful for this experience. But all in all, intellectually, it's stimulating because I'm trying to figure something out. And that's all coming through the work, the job. All right, so then if I park that and I try to go into this free space in play or have leisure time, I should do do a reflection on leisure because that's kind of what I'm tapping into, right? And actually, there is a... uh, a theory or a framework around leisure as an issue of power and privilege. You guys go look into that. It's fascinating. I should do a reflection on leisure, but when I'm not working and I'm in my leisure, what is that going to mean? Leisure in an SF world as an INTJ. Outside of work. Outside of the mastermind. Mm-mm. And that's something I'm just trying to wrap my mind around. Like, can I get to a point where I'm okay with the fact 
I don't know because I feel like I'm trying to. There are things like, and you know, one of the things I remember having this question in 2016. I remember asking this question, and everybody, and I'm going to close here. Everybody thought I was like they didn't understand what I was asking. I'm like, why are you having a hard time with this? This is a basic question, and this is this. I think I now get it. What are we six years later? I ask people, what do they do for recreation? And the stuff that they said, I was like, that's not recreation. Like coming home, reading a book. That's not recreation. <laughs> to me, that's not recreation. That's something that I do. I don't consider that recreation. But is it? Planting, planting a garden. That's a hobby. That's your recreation. Boring. Exercise, I get that. I think the one that I think most people said, oh, when I'm not at work, I just come home and I I just relax. They just talked about that. And I realized for me, my recreation is located in my lower two functions of my preferred stack. Not the shadow, but the preferred stack. S-E as my inferior and then F-I. So I'm learning that I want to have my leisure needs to be stimulating. Like I want to have some downtime where I rest, read, like I've been taking in like this otherworldly content. Yay. But I, that's not enough. Like I got to have, that's not enough. I have to have some, I have to have some, um, SE stimulation, some, some, I don't want to just say adventure because if you, I think that's still relative. I don't think, I don't know if I would say that. It has to be S-E. Stimulating. For me. That's what I would do in my leisure time. So, um... Maybe that's why I didn't I didn't appreciate what they were saying because as as E inferior, I'm looking for something else. Um, and maybe it is, but anyway. <clears throat> and this is the thought I had earlier today, this morning, because this morning it's like nine forty eight now. But um, this morning I was like, there are things I want to do, but I want to do them with somebody. It doesn't have to be a lover; it could be a friend. That's not an easy thing to find. It doesn't even have to be a friend. It could be an acquaintance. And I'm like, how do I find... I've been really... The last few years, I've had this thing called the Friendship Project. How do you find your people? And for me, that's hard because in order to build a friendship with somebody, I've got to be interested in them. Well, if they're not interested in having any kind of intellectual stimulation... I can't give them what they're going to need to want to be friends with me. Even if I force myself to be friends with them, if I force myself to hang around with them, it's not enough. Do you guys hear me talking about the, the young lady I have Thursday dinners with? I'm starting to feel like... I just don't have the, it's just not the intellectual connection. It's just not there. And I, the intellectual stimulation is not 
there. I feel like we have a spiritual connection. But even that lately seems... I don't know how to do the spirituality. For me, my spirituality is located in my intellectual life. And her spirituality may not be. And that's okay. But so I'm saying we experience it. That's something that we haven't. We've been connected around our work, spirituality around our work, when we're not doing that work together. So, I don't know. So, I'm going through a lot of changes in my worldview. I don't know if my worldview has changed. Yeah, I'm going through a lot of changes through my worldview, my convictions, and which makes me it difficult for me to hold on to the people who I've held on to. I can, I can love you, but in terms of spending a lot of deep time intellectually we're just not there it's okay I think it's okay it's okay for me I don't know if it's okay for other people because as I'm going through these changes my worldview and my world my convictions I'm no longer reinforcing or reifying what they believe in and I think as a being born in the SJ world and I'm kind of close here I promise being born in the SJ world being born in the SJ world, coming up in an SJ world, even though I'm an INTJ, I accepted SJ SJness as just reality. This is just what it is. This is just what you do. And even if I struggle with the SJ mandates, I worked hard to be better at the SJ um, maneuverings. But now I'm at a place now. I'm like, no, that's just an SJ reality. It's not my reality. So I'm no longer trying. So all the people I was connected to in the past who are SJs, like, like there was a connection because we were trying. I was trying to live in the, their world. I was reifying their values, their priorities. I'm no longer doing that. Going back to the girl at my job who's now dating, and she's 48, and she's talking about her friends are having a hard time. Her friends are all married, living a conventional life, and she's dating at 48. You're probably not going about it conventionally. It's probably not about, when I say conventionally in this context, she's probably not getting married to determine if she's going to have kids. And, you know, that's not why she's doing her dating. And her married friends are, have all of her friends who are married are having a hard time with her. She's struggling with that. So then she comes to me and she's like, you get it. You're single. And, but I don't even consider myself single. Cause to say I'm single is to value a heteronormative orientation, a heteronormative reality. It's just not, it's not how I think. And so like, I don't think in terms of gotta get married. Got to settle down. I don't think like that. And to me, saying single is is saying I'm in the absence of that other thing. Maybe that's not the way it has to be, but that's how I see it. I just am living my life and being me. I don't identify as single. You don't. You don't hear me putting that in my disclaimers. And when I was in that ten year relationship, I didn't identify as that either. I hated. People making that my identity. I hated being reduced to coupledom. I hated it. I just want to be. But I think that's part of the SJ structure, the SJ reality. 
So anyway, to this point, because I'm closing for real. <laughs> um, to this point, you know, she's saying that she can't, there's nothing she's, these people that she loves, she don't have anything to talk about with them because she's not reinforcing their views, their, their worldview. And that's how I feel in my world. It's not around dating, if you will, but maybe, maybe it was. And I just have been so disconnected, but you know, I think that's one of my good friends where she tries to situate her life. Like I'm married, I have a kid, I have a job, I have the life. And then you look at me and you go, I think the only thing I, I feel like there's only, really, there's only one thing I feel like I'm missing right now. I mean, the job thing is really big. It's a, it's a big hit, but I, it's not even, it's not even a big part. It's no, because I'm, I'm able to make that what I need. I'm able to have, like I said, some intellectual stimulation from it. And I'm not 100% sure how much I want to magnify my job as opposed to my masterminding, right? But So that's that's one area. But I think what I'm missing would be my three, my people, my three people. And... Um, But other other than that, because I feel, and I think I'm just, and you know what? I don't even know if those three people would do adventure with me. I don't know. Maybe there's got to be a part two to this. Because I don't want to situate this whole reflection as in, at the end of the day, I'm just, it's all about me finding my three people. That's not true. That's not true at all. Because I don't even want to spend that much time with them. <laughs> right? I just want them to be there for me when I need them or when they need me. Right? I just need three people and we can be there for each other when we need it. Period. And then we do our other stuff in the world. And so, I don't know. I've, did all, I've done all this talking. I don't even know what the whole, I don't even know how I'm going to wrap it up. But before I wrap it up, let me just do this. Um, I have not, this, uh, it is, uh, January 29th and, uh, in three days, I will begin season four. I will release this episode on February 1st. I did another one on capitalism. I pre, I recorded it in the break. I was really struggling and. I might release that one too. I haven't deleted it. It's so long though. But I was really working through some stuff. And, um, I think having this break in between season three and season four has really helped me to come out of that autopilot of trying to lock myself in and it's not working, but trying to lock myself into some type of SJ routine. Um, and I was, I took this month to say, how to calibrate that that plan. Is it working? Not even to calibrate it, to assess it. I think that's what, the, what I've been doing. I've just been assessing the SJ performance, my SJ performance. Mm, I don't know if I want to say performance. My SJ 
strategy. There it is. That is it right there. I've taken this month off from you, I, you guys to, in the many ways I've been assessing the SJ strategy. And part of that, and this is all unconscious, has been to go into my otherworldly content, to get beyond the SJ truths, to get beyond an SJ way of seeing the world, an SJ worldview. And I think that's why I go into otherworldly content. Just to give me an access point beyond like, look, it's, you know, this is one way to look at it, but there are other ways of looking at it. And I bet you if, if the world was driven by INFJs, I'm an INTJ, but I'm thinking if 40% of the world was INFJs, this world would look different. Okay. Our worldview, our, what, what we would consider reality would be different. I was listening to some content about reincarnation, right? Not to say I've never been a person that's believed in it, but I'm intrigued by it. Okay, what? Oh, you got some scientists who talk about it? Medical doctors who talk about it? I want to know what do they say. So, yeah, I've been listening to that. Uh, not a lot of it, but a little bit. And uh, one of the things they said in this last text I took in is that in cultures where uh, reincarnation is part of their culture, they have more accounts of reincarnation. And in cultures where that's not a belief, they don't have accounts of it. I mean, that seems pretty simple. But to this point about if our world was driven by INFJs, or if our world was, an, if it, let's say this, if our world was NJ-driven and not SJ-driven, good grief, it would be different. Our sense of reality would be different. What is real? Right? It would be different. So I have in a, in the season of uh, Spirit of Housekeeping, season four will begin in two days. Oh, well, for you, if you're hearing it, it has begun, right? But I'm recording it uh, on the 29th, recording this on the 29th. And uh, I still have to figure out what I want season four to be every season. I like to have a specific focus. I I started playing around with it, but I still haven't locked it in. I'm ready. I know what season five is going to be um, because I'm clear on what season five is going to be. I want season four to be the segue to that. And I just haven't figured out how what that's actually going to mean. So I've spent more time thinking about season five. Uh, like I'm just going to jump over season four. And I could do season four the way I've done season three, but that doesn't seem like me in the spirit of progression. I want to let season four, I want to play around with season four as a way to move me closer to season five. So that's that. Um, I will tell you what season four is going to be about, but I don't know if you're going to get this. Oh, you know, I don't know when I'm going to release this. I might. Introduce season four and then give you these two reflections that I I recorded before season in, in my break. It doesn't matter. I'm on break. I'm recording this before I have fully conceptualized it. Season four, but you're going to get this one. I think this is a decent reflection. At least I want to listen to it again. I don't want to delete this reflection today. Um, so that's that um, for housekeeping. Um, 
And um, if you are new and you still want to know who I am, the short end of it is I'm an INTJ 8 using two personality theories to give me a frame for my inner world. And you guys, I, I just even been thinking about reality and like, who are we? What does it mean to be human and conscious? And what does that have to do with, like, how does that link? How does that link to personality? And, um, uh, I just got a phone call from somebody I hadn't heard from in a while. So that just, I got distracted. But like, you know, what, what is the... I'm sorry, you guys. I'm my indic. I usually turn off my indicators, right? Um, <laughs> I didn't know this was going to be a decent reflection for me to keep, though. But um, w- what is our consciousness? What is reality? And how does personality play in that? And even thinking about, like, I was even thinking, I'd love to do a reflection on core values and how, like, we oftentimes I would think in the personality world, people think our values are driven from our personality type. And I'm thinking that our core values create the personality type. Our core values are going to determine which of those four functions we prefer. And not that the four functions tell us our values. Our values give us preference for the four, in the four functions, makes the selection. And if that's true, that means, that means personality isn't core. And for a long time, I thought personality was core. It's not. There's something underneath the personality. So I've also entertained this idea of an archetype, which I still am, I still am going to play there. But I'm thinking that there are these core values that could connect to the archetype, could connect to a spiritual self. I don't know, but I don't think personality is core anymore. I think personality is situational, just as, just as is the body. The body is not the core self, and I don't think personality is the core self. That's deep, isn't it? That's a whole separate reflection. You're probably like, no, actually, it's not deep. What well, is deep to me, y'all? So just humor me. Like, yep, that's deep, right? Mm-hmm. Say it is, say it is. Anywho, you guys. But so I'm an INTJ8 using the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram system. I'm an African-American woman from a lower socioeconomic background from intergenerational trauma. And I'm a trained and practicing educator and social scientist identifying as a critical race feminist on most days and doing a project that's unedited and it's unscripted if you want to know more about me or this project you can go to my website at youranidom.wordpress.com and you can connect with me on twitter youranidom1 facebook nidom leadership i think i'm gonna stop saying the facebook i think i'm gonna stop saying especially since i've closed my facebook account for now uh, and then YouTube, you're in I down one. I have nine videos on YouTube. Some of them are pretty darn good. Y'all, can y'all show me some love there? Thank you. Uh, let me give you your assignment. Hold on one second. You know, I totally bypass a, my standard closeout. If this reflection has had any value for you, give it a heart. I missed that, didn't I? If this conversation about being in an SJ world, having an SJ reality, uh, how do you get beyond that if you're not an SJ? 
And how do you how do you get beyond it? And how do you plug into it? Really, I think this reflection has been about both. How do you get beyond an SJ reality? And how do you plug into an SJ reality just to keep your life sane? Like, uh, unless you're going to spend most of your energy fighting the SJ reality, because I think in some ways, in my fi- my mind, plugging into the SJ reality allows for an, a level of auto auto automacy. So then I can spend my extra time doing other things. I don't want to spend all my time trying to do SJ. Like, what is the bare minimum? What is the SJ bare minimum? Plug that in, lock it in, and then it frees me up. So what is your relationship to the SJ reality? Do you move beyond it or are you trying to hack it? Are you trying to transform it? Do you deny it? Are you okay with it? Just what is your connection to the SJ reality? That is the assignment I would love to give you. Uh, And how does that connect to your well-being? Really? I didn't say that, but I think it's implied. How does the SJ reality, particularly if you're not an SJ, how does it connect to your sense of wellness? Okay, your experience with being well, not just your sense of wellness, your experience with being well. You guys, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you until I come back. Be well. Bye.